International. Hey, everybody, it's me. America's favorite cisgendered white male who identifies as Jewish culture but practices Buddhism in designated safe spaces for those who suffer from mild social anxiety, panic attacks, seasonal allergies, and who are easily triggered by jokes about being under five foot eight in a six foot one dominated world of one percenters who control all of the safe spaces and triggers and cisgenders and binary intersectional libtard cucks. Hashtag Ryan. <laughs> Hashtag teen in the 90s. Hashtag not a millennial. Hashtag podcast. Hashtag theme song. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. Oh, righty then. This is the good life. Just relax and let my mind drift. Having Y2K compliant. Slim Jim. Eat my shorts. What's the deal with Aquaman? Could he go on the land or was he just restricted to wood? No stairway. Denied. This is Ryan with the Millennials. All right. Hello and welcome to the show, everybody. Shalom and Asalamualaika and Aloha. And Ethan, you got one this week? He goes, hello, and Donna, you got one this week? Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa from Donna, and we are here with my very special guest, Mr. Patrick. Hey, how you doing? How are you doing? Doing well. You said that like, hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, how you doing? I, 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 maybe I know you're from New York. Maybe it just rubbed off on me or something. Is that what happened? Yeah. You would fit in very well in an Italian deli, like <laughs> yeah, slinging yeah. prosciutto <laughs> and fucking mozzarella cheese. Yeah, I, I, I just blend right in. Just, they wouldn't yeah. even know I was there. <laughs> wouldn't even, yeah, they would, you'd be so good at yeah. fitting into an Italian deli, they wouldn't even know you were there. Yeah. <laughs> what Do you get that a lot? Do you ever get your uh, Italian? Uh, I get mistaken for a lot of shit. Uh, I guess maybe because the the my last name Soroyes. Yeah, uh, people just interpret it to be whatever the hell ethnicity they want it to. Uh, yeah. I've gotten Suarez quite a bit. Serios. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a dude Charlie Hodge here in Austin that hosted a show one time, uh, Monkey Shine Mondays back in the day, and uh, he brought me up on the stage and he goes, "All right, this next guy is either Greek or Puerto Rican." Pat Soroyes. <laughs> He's like, "Tell us a little bit about yourself." I was like, "I'm neither Greek nor Puerto Rican." He's like, "All right, this next guy." <laughs> I just didn't care. <laughs> You've got that ethnic ambiguity working yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of cool. I mean, the, before I even knew what your last name was, but I mean, your name is Patrick, so I just kind of obviously assumed that you were some sort of Irish. I'm half Irish. But I also thought, yeah, that there was a little bit of Italian in you because you've got this sort of like party animal vibe to you. <laughs> did, did you ever get that before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've heard that. Yeah, like I feel like when you when you get to your 40s, you're going to be smoking cigars and Hawaiian shirts, wearing Crocs, <laughs> manning the grill. Like you're going to be that guy cracking open Bud Lights yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Bud <laughs> you're, you're a Budweiser guy. You don't fuck I, with the Bud Light stuff. I actually, uh, I grew up drinking Bud Lights. That was, that was our, well, we would switch between Bud Light and Budweiser, but more often than not Bud Light. Yeah. And uh, that's what we, that's what uh, we drank as children. Sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, now I'm, I'm a Lone Star dude. That's just, that's what I drink. Oh, yeah. I do, I do like craft beers and I'll buy like a six pack of something crazy here and there, but yeah. generally I'm knocking Lone Star's back. Nah, you're in a, you're, you're a Texas adult. And yeah. So yeah. naturally Lone Star is the brand of choice. That's what I gravitate. But if I go, that's for being in Austin, if I go an hour up the road where I'm from and clean, they still all drink Bud Light. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah Bud Light, maybe Miller and shit. Is that an act of rebellion or they're just like... No, to them, but the Lone Star, and especially PBR, has kind of like a hipster connotation to it still. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so and like, and they're 
a, a few years ago it would have just been cheap beer but then now that it got associated with hipsters they're still on that like oh it's kind of like uh, it's kind of a weird beer to drink right it's, right uh, yeah and i'm not weird god damn it yeah, i'm yeah. colleen yeah you step the fuck <laughs> off Pass we're normal as fuck yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> welcome to colleen we're normal as fuck that's the billboard as you enter yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's great to have you here uh and i'm very happy you agreed to do this you're you're a man about town you've got many interests let's uh let's let's kick things off with uh, with a little bit of a, a hypothetical question here. Okay. All right. And 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 you don't have to answer right away. This is something designed to sort of examine all angles. But picture this, Patrick. Okay. All right. Picture that you wake up one morning. All right. And the entire population of the world, everybody, is eight years old. Okay. But you are the age you are now. Uh huh. And everything in the world as you know it is exactly as it is. Meaning there's still cars. There's still supermarkets. There's still everything at your disposal. <laughs> okay. Well, let right. me ask you this. How long do you think you can survive? Man. Um, the world of eight-year-olds. A world of eight-year-olds. You and know what? You're, you're, you, I mean, you could very easily be their king. That, that, that's the route that I'm looking at right now. Yeah. I think I would do pretty well. They're going to age, right? They're going to age, but so are you. Okay, but the, it, 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 in eight years, I can start fucking people, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Ten years. Ten years. <laughs> oh, bad math. Bad uh, math. You know, depending on your yeah, taste, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, in, yeah. in, in ten years, should I get back to normal in that respect? Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that sex is your priority here. You're not even worried about food or shelter or, I mean, I guess shelter's not an issue. Well, but. yeah, shelter. Now, the food would be a huge issue because the people running the machines and all that shit and working the, uh, working the, the, the jobs that, yeah. that get food to me. Those are gone now. Those are gone Unless now. you could teach a population of eight-year-olds see now that's that's where i think if it's just me versus the world like uh like i am legend style uh, i might be out pretty quick but yeah. if i've got a coalition of eight-year-olds let's who are who are like half useless like there's pretty much if you're at that age half the things you do are, I, I, are useless i would raise border, that bordering on negative like i think yeah, they're yeah, three quarters yeah, useless yeah, three quarters useless bordering on harmful like yeah the things that you do when left to your own devices so I would have to, to, to corral them in and be like, "Look, we grow we grow fucking food now, all right? Yeah, and, uh, I I will spank if <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. There's no need for guns. You could just spank. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, like like no spank control. You know, what I'm saying uh, yeah, I, I support spank ownership. And uh, I'm happy to hear that you won't immediately kill an eight year old to like make a point. You know, because I feel like <laughs> yeah. like like a dictator would be like, "Listen, you pieces of shit. Yeah, now you I'll, don't step in line, you're gonna end up like Chip over here. <laughs> just fucking hang him up as an example." <laughs> like a little effigy yeah 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 no i i mean i definitely may have to fuck an eight-year-old up you know it'd be like hey like like kick him, kick him oh shit yeah i may have to give him a stunner yeah don't take it out on the mic stand well you know what it looked eight but uh <laughs> but no, yeah i mean i may have to let him know what's up but i think just the size of me they I'd, I'd get it yeah see i would yeah. just yell that's how you get an eight-year-old to listen yeah now are these eight-year-olds that are these everybody who was on earth like regress back to an eight-year-old not necessarily i it's know what you're populated thinking about a whole new flock of eight year yeah you're not we're not we're not dealing with an eight-year-old barack obama yeah i mean and even <laughs> if you were I'd, I'd see what he wanted to do because i think even he would have better judgment well, and that's an interesting uh, perspective to have because i feel like a lot of people would if they were like well you know if there's like an eight-year-old axel rose and i could just like you know yeah I'll inspire go, him to be the rock star yeah, he is like, yeah 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 you look for the leaders who are eight but they're still only eight years old yeah you really could start shaping the world in your image you got to have you have to have that, that, that foresight and 
then again, also there'd be a mass extinction of eight year olds because we're talking about getting me food. Yeah. Well, let's talk about. I'm only one guy, and I'm here in Austin, Texas. Let's talk about fucking in China in China or New York City, which is now just eight year old. They got mm. fucking subways running around. Well, they, they don't, but they're there. Well, yeah. That, that, there's things to fall in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you got it. You got it. You got to factor in that there's room for error around the world for the rest of those eight year olds to start like figuring shit out. So yeah. like by the time they're all 12 or 13, yeah. they may know how to run the subway system. But you, but you know, you know what's going to happen is they're going to go to places where they don't, where food already is. So you're, they're going to see eight-year-olds clustering around Walmarts. Okay. So uh, they get a week at most. Yeah. 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 Two it's, weeks. Got, it's, got a, it's got a week worth of food. Yeah. Man. Shit, so. shit goes bad. In other words, like if there was a nuclear bomb, but it just turned everybody eight years old, but you, <laughs> this is a fucked up Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this thing, like this, this, this amount of survival. It also relies very heavily on your leadership skills yeah. and what you can do and to how, survive. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I was always going to say, how are we going to communicate with them? But they're all online. So, <laughs> That's right. uh, so they're, so I, I would have to like, I don't know. I'd have to fucking start doing live Facebook feeds and I'd be like, look, it's the fucking 31 year old. All right. Everybody well, gather around. Yeah. Let's talk guys. The, the, all right. The, 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 the towers yeah. might be down though. The, the Wi-Fi is down. Good fucking point. Cause then the, the fucking cable that runs under the goddamn, uh, uh the, the water to, for the, the, the internet. Sure. Yeah. I don't know how that works, but uh, I'll go with what, yeah, what you're saying. Ass, there's literally big ass cables on the ocean floor that, Oh, uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, I was under the impression seawater and electricity no, don't really I, mesh well. Yeah, I, I somebody out there was like, "Nah, I got it." They wrapped it up in electrical tape, so yeah. it's good to go. So. <laughs> Some fucking eggheads like, "Look, I got a roll of this." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now I just need a million rolls. No, right. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I feel that I would. I feel I would do okay. Uh, I would definitely have a fucking fortress uh, of eight-year-olds. Yeah. I'd have them all sitting shoulder to shoulder wearing trench coats so they could really fuck up other eight-year-olds, look like other adults. That's right. I'd have set up a puppet government. Holy shit. Yeah, like a shadow puppet government of eight-year-olds stacked three tops. And, oh, hell yeah. Three to two, depending on the size of the eight-year-olds. I'm going to need the fat ones on the bottom. So you're, be, you're becoming like the godfather here. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You're putting together your capos. Yeah, yeah. These are my capos, and it's just it's two kids sitting on each other's shoulders wearing a trench coat, and the yeah. other kid's are like, well, fuck, it's another 31-year-old. <laughs> you know, and so, yeah. like, so now I, got, I, I, I have the transference of a authority <laughs> it's a decoy yeah 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 i'm like look you you you, you say respect you give me you give him okay all right all right, right yeah and he's got like a fake mustache like yeah buster start planting seeds you like, yeah <laughs> buster yeah. listen buster you start planting that's seeds. what eight-year-olds say these days it's funny like you 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 go right to like agriculture well that's like, what you're gonna need you know like, you, yeah yeah you gotta grow shit now yeah you gotta grow shit and then uh you know you, you really you can shape the world in your image but then then the whole fucking planet's going to start rebelling all at once because they, right. they they rebel. You know, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, look, they start it, rebelling. Power is a thing that is inherently sort of the need for power is a thing that's inherently placed in humans. We all want to seize control of something. Yeah. So even while you're in Austin, Texas or wherever you are amassing your not necessarily army, but, you know, uh, your your posse or your you know your 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 eight year old sort of uh, community. Yeah, there's another one somewhere else, and they could catch wind of you and be like, "We got to take out the big fella." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how we Man. get control. Okay, and then at a certain point, yeah, because then I'm gonna be okay. By the time they're like eighteen. I'm going to be fucking, uh, let's see, I'll be 41. Yeah, like so, a senior citizen. In yeah, that so I'm, I'm like, I'm way past my prime. Let's face it, I'm, I'm fucking, I never actually, I don't think I ever actually hit my prime. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's when you got to start to. Uh, yeah, so know. then like now these kids are fucking like these like felt ass fucking 18 year old hey, fucking. That's right orphans essentially then they're they're out for blood they're all it's a million fucking a billion batmans yeah, eight right. billion batmans that's a lot of batmans that's a lot of now and, that's and a lot of batmans now that my friend is a lot of batmans 
you could and right and you're either going to be seen as like this like jenny's stepdad from forrest gump yeah. like that piece of shit who everybody wants to take they're gonna down. hate you for a few years they'll come back though and the relationship will get better that's how it right. happens I'm, I'm looking like like along strictly like like uh, traditional paternal roles like you know right. your kids will go out for a little bit they'll rebel but you know they'll, they'll come back that's what i would do positive yeah. reinforcement from day one just yeah. be like look you are a fantastic <laughs> eight-year-old son of a bitch i want you to come here and i want you to go plant those seeds buster yeah yeah <laughs> like i would just put positive reinforcement yeah. but a little a little manipulation yeah. why wasn't this the plot to all my children that's really honestly uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right they got it all wrong yeah they're with their soap stories yeah, and whatnot yeah, 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 yeah this really is the, the the plot for all my children yeah but it's a very interesting scenario to sort of think that about is. you know what's funny is uh my homeboy doug who's one of the more odd thinkers i've ever met in my entire life mm-hmm. we were high one time we were like i don't know 18 or 19 and he was sitting there and he was smoking a blunt and he goes hey man do you think you could beat up 12 12 year olds right and i right. was like "Ooh, i don't know i don't know if that's his original like but he, he put that out there one time yeah and that was one that we've we've revisited a few times well this question it's a it's a bit of an extension of that which i think is a take so basically the first time i ever heard this there was a radio show in new york years and years ago called the ron and fez show okay and it became like this running bit that they would sort of do and the callers would call in and it would be a topic of discussion for a while and the original question as i heard it was um you're in a ring like a wrestling ring and every two or every three minutes kind of royal rumble style another uh eight-year-old or another 12-year-old uh comes into the ring and the 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 question is how long do you last before Uh, they start beating you yeah and it became this sort of fun thing that they did because it's like you know you're beating the shit out of 12 year olds but but also like how much of a man am i yeah yeah, at one point you're using that other eight-year-old as a fucking weapon and you're hitting other eight-year-olds with that eight-year-old well right and if you're not doing it that way you're doing it wrong right well right well it's and initially you're just making a point like whoever gets in the ring you fucking kick them in the face yeah and you make them so it's probably it was probably eight-year-olds now that i think yeah no if you got three minutes in between i i think if if the if let's say if it's Royal Rumble style and the, the idea is just to get him out of the fucking ring. Yeah. And I got three minutes in between. Oh man, I could go for a fucking while before they start doubling up on you me. You say that though. Before How I long over, you gonna overlapped, get overlapped, man? Well, maybe not necessarily overlap, but your stamina. But let's say one comes in, I get him out of the ring in 30 seconds. I got two and a half minutes to sit and fucking chill. Sure. And yeah. relax. And then another one gets in there and he's right the fuck over the ropes again. Assuming that they're not hyper and not fucking eluding <laughs> you. I mean, you got like... No, I'm, after, thinking, after, I'm thinking, yeah, you're right. I'm after thinking the they're going to come at me. Yeah, after the first... Yeah, they're uh, eventually... They're, they're going to run. And, yeah. Okay, I, I sh- that I'm more familiar with. A strategy. Yeah. Because look, and, and, and even going back to the original question, eight-year-olds are eight-year-olds, but they're still human beings. Yeah. And you start seeing something over and over, you start adapting. Yeah. And so it's like, for me personally, I probably go about 40 minutes, 45 minutes with these really? fucking kids in a ring. Yeah. But in terms of the survival question... I'm I'm thinking long game, baby. Like yeah. I'm putting together a plan where I'm like, I just got to get these kids to 13 years old, and then they'll start taking care of me. Yeah. And that's where all the positive <laughs> reinforcement comes in. And like I yeah. applaud them and I love them, yeah. you know. And yeah. like if somebody's trying to fucking take over my turf, they'll all go to bat for me. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. I, I wean kids to be like militaristic, and then I <laughs> I wean other kids to be like, you know. Yeah, yeah. You, you start identifying the strengths, but yeah, you're would, a farmer, you're a fighter. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. There would be a, like yeah a massive die off though. I think there'd be a, a massive die off of the global population uh, some of them will die yeah, yeah. But hey look that's the price to pay hey, yeah, yeah. eight-year-olds yeah if you want to plant a full eight-year-old you got to break a few eggs you gotta break a few <laughs> eggs if you want to make an eight-year-old omelet my friend that's how this game is played you ever uh you ever think about being a dad has that ever uh, crossed your mind um well i uh my ex that i dated for four years had two kids and yeah so i was there uh mm-hmm. i was i was we were, you know we were together for that long and i was there in the kid's life for that long and i really 
enjoyed it. They're fucking awesome. How uh, old were the kids? Uh, when I popped on the scene, they were like two and three. Oh, and then as, so yeah, as, I, as I left, they were now that's they're six and seven. Yeah, yeah. Do they yeah. ever ask about you that you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, well, me and the me and my ex are like really good friends. Uh, we we grew up together. We know each other pretty much our whole life. Okay. So like, I still like you know, for example, on Christmas, I still stop by and you know, gave presents and like, I'll still every now and then do a little video chat with uh with them and stuff. Yeah, and so, a little yeah, Skype yeah. action. A little Skype action. Yeah. But how did you feel? Uh, were you were you uh, after a certain amount of time? I would imagine that your girlfriend would rely on you to like pick them up from school. Like you yeah, do things I, alone with them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was, uh, I was doing that. I was definitely taking them to and from school. Uh, it, you know, she obviously her day is full of a bunch of shit she has to do. So yeah, I would help out by picking them up from school, taking them to school, which was uh, yeah. was definitely did not kind of weird. It was, it was, it was, it was weird. I mean, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. Like, but it was not something that I thought I'd ever be experiencing because yeah. I. Have always been of the assumption that I don't want kids, but I'll say that that definitely changed my mind. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you ever go to like a school play and just sit there with the f- like your fucking iPad, like recording them? Just well, like- I, I've definitely been like that. That obnoxious- <laughs> like I know that kid, he's the tree. Yeah, that's my boy. Yeah. I've been that obnoxious motherfucker. Like we'll be at the playground and stuff, and like I'm just like taking mad photos and shit. Like oh yeah, <laughs> like like you know because like uh, you know like do this and like hop up and like they're up in the thing. Like turn it wave now. Like yeah, in the picture. Like I definitely fell into that hole. The the party animal image I had of you is slowly dying right now. Like. <laughs> Now I'm complex, pic- man. I'm pic- you're a very complex figure. I'm picturing you in the kitchen now, like making bologna sandwiches, like while the kids are out there watching Elmo or some shit. <laughs> well, like I would, um, yeah, like I was, uh, I, w- I was in- involved. It's kind of weird looking back at it when I say it. Like I'm not trying to like be like I, w- I was a father, but like I was there you know i was always at her at her place and i was like yeah. i would wake up like some mornings if i was uh visiting and uh you know i knew she needed sleep because fucking two kids you know sure so i'd wake up early and like hang out with the kids and like i would make breakfast and uh oh, that's know, cool she's so she was so good at what she did that i never had to work that hard like yeah you know like like if i'm making breakfast the fucking the breakfast is clearly outlined it's so what the hell's going oh, hell on yeah. There. yeah you know what that's the thing that that dudes have though like like you know if you remember like i, I don't know what your relationship was like with your dad growing up my my dad can fucking kill a breakfast my friend he was so good at it like every dad i've ever known throughout my lifetime breakfast is like their thing my dad was as culinarily inept he was there and he cared and was it was around but at any degree of culinary uh endeavor he was fucking zero on zilch zilch he was like a big fitness guy okay and so he didn't eat just at all like uh, he and he did like and he would eat like shit and he was like a, a small dude but like in really good shape and he like he could eat when he went to and he was in the military when he was in his uh, drill sergeant like school. Yeah, like, he told me he's like I lived off fucking. Wait, peanut. he's a military guy. Yeah, yeah, twenty two years. He did twenty two years. And my mom did twenty. Holy shit! Okay. Yeah, and he. Uh, <laughs> is that is that, are you okay? Is that? Yeah, I'm good to go. All man. right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Just checking in, making sure you're all right. But when he was in uh, the drill sergeant school, uh, he said that he lived off peanut M and M's, and I remember him coming home on his lunch break, and he would grab this much fucking yellow American cheese, this much ham, yeah, burn toast till it was black because that's how he liked it. Yeah. And would just scoop Weird. a man, yeah, slather of mayonnaise, stack of cheese, stack uh, of meat, and wolf it down and run back out the fucking door. So he yeah. barely ate. So when it came time for him to like provide a meal for me and my sister, it was definitely bought. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was a lot of fast food, a lot oh, of yeah, uh, yeah, prepared yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. He liked his, I'm willing to bet he didn't like his toast that way. He just like wanted to put on airs. Like, I can't let these kids know I'm weak <laughs> and I have to fucking eat the toast this way. There's no way I could let on. Bit, they see me eating this golden brown toast. They're going to think I'm a pussy. Yeah, that's right. Rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Like why? I mean, I already think he's a pussy. Yeah. I never met the guy. <laughs> Who the fuck eats toast that way? Get the hell out of here with I'll that. I'll get laughed out the goddamn military. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, you, that's right. That's right. 
for a discharge. You yeah, toast yeah, that yeah. way. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. I mean, you know, I've never been in the military, but I got Google. I, so. Yeah, I can imagine a lot of it's toast-based. Yeah, it's all toast-based. Yeah. You know, you got to build uh, morale here. So yeah. Have um, a plan to kill everybody you meet and ask them how they eat their toast. That's how you... <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what branch was he in? Can uh, I guess? Uh, Let me guess. Yeah. Can I guess? Uh, did you, you grew up in Texas? Yes. All right, so you're not far from the Air Force Base. Um, but the way you're describing this, it doesn't really strike me as an Air Force guy. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna guess Navy. No, no, Army. Army. Yeah, all right. Army. Son yeah. of a bitch. Army. My mom, my mom and my dad. Listen, she did 20, so we they did they did they did full fucking careers in there. That was my whole life. Yeah. Wow. Was it very strict in your house? Not really. Um, like we would definitely have to. Um, like when it came time to like clean, my dad. Uh, my dad was like a really. We were lucky. My dad's a very friendly, f- like fun, nice guy. Which like I, a lot of guys in the military aren't that way. I yeah. like I would meet like some of his friends and stuff, and like they just wouldn't have the same kind of relationship with their kids. Like we'd go over to play, and like we'd be in the room, and somebody'd be being loud. He'd be like, "Be quiet! If we're loud, dad gets mad." Just yeah. like shit. Like there was, I met those guys, like those, those stereotypical, like I'm a fucking no nonsense. And my dad was like a fucking goofball, so I was lucky. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. He he knew how he was to, the goofball of the military. Yeah, but he would do how to switch it on. I mean, he got to command sergeant major. I mean, that's a, a very right. like, the highest enlisted rank. I mean, so he knew how to switch on that professional shit. Yeah, and that that military time, but like he was a goofy son of a bitch man he fucking he had like, that that self-awareness like he knew yeah. when to turn it on and turn it off yeah, and he, yeah, knew, yeah. he knew when to take things seriously and exactly uh, that probably parlayed into his parenting yeah well he that he did because that was actually uh i mean he was not above uh slapping me upside the head but he wasn't like a fucking like i i, I got spanked and shit but he wasn't uh his big thing was he was psychological with his shit uh if we were in public and he needed me and my sister to behave yeah he was not a but he, he would just start dancing and we yeah. would be so fucking mortified that we would stop <laughs> doing whatever we were doing we would yeah. just stop and sit there and he, and he would be like if you guys act up i will fucking dance and he would like I mean, fake rap yeah and so and he knew that it would just like kill me and my sister yeah because you know you're a kid like if your parent does anything they cough too loudly you're like shut the fuck up that gets you in line i gotta live here you know? that's like <laughs> that's like good psychological yeah. parenting like they like it could, it could have gone the other way where yeah, he's he was, like you know like yeah you know he was psychological with it called me fat locked in the bathroom you know? <laughs> right exactly that's what i was thinking it's like like he could have been like you know if you kids uh keep acting up i'm never gonna buy groceries again yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you're all like fuck <laughs> although one time i do remember when we got a dog and i think he was just like uh like unversed in the the terms of like family dog ownership yeah because we got the dog and we liked it and then my grade started slipping so my dad was like well we'll take the fucking dog down to the the the, well, the pound and put it up for adoption yeah, yeah. and like my and i remember being like what and like yeah. my, never, my grades never got better though so that shows how much i cared about the dog but yeah my sister like called out a plan my sister goes wait it's my dog too and uh, my grades are fucking great right <laughs> and yeah, I remember my yeah. dad so seriously and like now this would be like a will ferrell character line my dad goes you can come down and say goodbye. <laughs> like, like, didn't know. He's like, fuck, these kids got me in a corner. He had no intention. Of yeah, right. I give him credit for thinking on his feet, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you can come quick. down and say goodbye. But he, uh, his, his crunches main... into burnt toast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm tough. But uh, he, uh, his main thing was like, if we were out in public, if he was in his uniform, he would never dance or be stupid or whatever. But if yeah. he was in his workout clothes, which was, he was either in his uniform or his workout clothes. There was sure. no, no in between. Does this, does your dad have a mustache by any chance? I'm picturing uh, a mustache. Uh, on he's no longer with us but he didn't have a mustache oh, okay well i'm sorry to hear that no 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 worries no yeah. worries uh, i was picturing like a guy who's like jacked on top right like yeah. the fucking mountains for like traps <laughs> and then like a real like thick push broom mustache no nah, he was a small dude my dad actually and i'm, I'm not even exaggerating uh you want to without even having to look at a picture of my dad 
had uh, Michael Corleone in the first Godfather. Ah, well, this that's, is, that's, uh, that's yeah, what my yeah, pops look like. Yeah. like. yeah, yeah. He's like very Pacino looking dude. As he got older, like he aged kind of like how Pacino did. Then Pacino would go off to the he would go off to the wilderness sometimes, and then he would show back up in a movie looking like my dad again. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, okay. kind of interesting. Well, it's a very Italian themed show so far. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, 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 my dad's from New England. I mean, so it's like it's okay. we're French Canadian, but oh yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's, oh, like Jack Kerouac. You ever yeah, that guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell of an author. I, I, I've I've not uh, I've not read, but I'm familiar with the cultural phenomenon Jesus. of Kerouac. Read a book, would you? I mean, you're gonna wake up one day and everyone's gonna be eight years old. Fuck. Uh, well, you said you mentioned that he uh, he would threaten to fake rap. Yes. Now is this now for my listeners who don't know and who may be outside of Austin? You are a part of a. I guess it's a comedy hip hop group. Do yeah, you like to say comedy? Yeah, yeah, I say comedy hip hop group. I, I for real rap for like years. I like made that like like record CDs. That's what I thought I was going to be doing. Yeah, like, totally. But this is definitely a comedy rap group. Vanilla sure. Presley. Yeah. But yeah, well, no, my dad was like a big part of that. Like uh, my dad, the first rap I ever listened to was in my dad's car. Yeah. And uh, he liked, he liked, he didn't like like, he wasn't like a hip hop head, yeah. by any means, but he loved like the big hits, like uh, "Whoop, there it is." Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah, fuck, yeah. Doesn't like, get much bigger than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, can't touch this. Yeah, yeah. Can't touch this. Uh, fucking uh, Sir Mix a Lot. Maybe got back. Like he loved yeah. all that. What shit. about this one? You know this one? All I want to do is zoom, 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 boom, boom, boom. There you yeah. go. I think I'm fucking it up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know uh, that one? Yeah, yeah. He was like, like that, like, like the, the rap that crossed over back in the day. He loved. Yeah. How old is your? Wait, you're 31. I'm 31. Uh, okay, wow. Your dad was into the rap that like I was into. Yeah, it's like. What I was listening to when I was twelve and yeah. like going to junior high dances, yeah, yeah, he, crisscross he, like, he, and all that. Yeah, shit. he was. I mean, he listened to like uh, like a lot of fucking um, uh, the Commodores and Lionel Richie and uh, Elton John and Super Tramp were like oh, big okay. and shit. But he also that's a good progression. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. The soul to like pop. Yeah, hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was pretty good at his music, man. But uh, he. Um, so, but he also like loved because in the military they have a thing called Colin Jody's. Yeah, when you're jogging, like the jogging training. Oh whatever, yeah, when they're doing, when they're do, running, they they you know like I don't know, but I've yeah. been told. <laughs> yeah. My dad was all like, all I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, my dad, like, I didn't know that like also in the military culturally falls along racial lines. Like the best, the best guys who call Jody's are black. Like, so they have like sure. the black troops called Jody's and like all my dad's homeboys. Cause my dad was in a, a branch <laughs> of the military called or a branch of the Masons called a uh, Prince hall masonry, which is like 95% black. So yeah, like, yeah. I, I, that's all, that's all his homeboys. I'm just, I'm picturing like yeah. a white guy trying to call <laughs> yeah. out Jody's and like, it's all silent. Like he yeah. sucks. Yeah, like everyone's yeah, like, yeah. who fucking allowed I this guy? I don't know, but somebody told me yeah. that, uh, <laughs> yeah, like no rhythm but yeah my dad they always said like they always joking because he's the only white guy in the army that can call jody's and so he would fucking uh i hope i'm getting that fucking name right i'm gonna fuss on what if one of my if somebody's watching this and they're, they're listening and they're like that's not what the fuck it's called but i think it's called like they, they call him jody's yeah they also call that the guy who fucks your wife when you're overseas is called jody too so oh yeah i don't know all right. you may be crisscrossing terms here but yeah it's, but it's uh, if you're talking if, about dad, it's funny if you are yeah, yeah. My, my dad's first tour in the military i guess that was him too that's what my uncle always says when, yeah. before he's married he's like hey you fucking dad is fucking people <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so he would do that and like uh so he was always he would like freestyle him yeah and he was always quick with that and so like that would always turn into like this like fake ass like learn to read kind of rap that he would do like okay. and, and so it would like we'd be out somewhere and like, like didn't work on you you don't know who Kerouac is yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh fucking but he would uh so like we'd be out in, like for example we'd, we'd be at the px and uh we're sitting there and like me and my sister are touching stuff that we shouldn't be touching or running around or not paying attention and my dad would just like start dancing with like these hand symbols and he'd be like yeah yo clap your hands and stop your feet and listen <laughs> to the sound of the boom 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 and we'd be like shut the fuck oh, up and we would just sit there <laughs> immediately and he'd be like you guys done 
done? We're yeah. like, we, yeah, 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 we're good. Let me tell you something. If I was a kid who saw someone else's dad doing that, I'd fucking fall in love with that guy right <laughs> See, away. That's da- my dad I'm was like, like, that is yeah. amazing. My dad was like the neighborhood dad. Like everybody yeah. fucking loved him. And that like, guy's awesome. Yeah, they're like, and then he would just do it to fuck with us sometimes. Like yeah. if, if he was like, we were walking home from school, and like all, it's like an exodus of kids coming down the street, all going to different houses. <laughs> sure. So like we were on a main thoroughfare. We lived in El Paso. And uh, my dad be out working on the car, and he would see us. And if he was just in the right kind of mood, he was on the fucking hood of the car dancing, and we were just Amazing. like, "Oh god damn it!" Looks like, like running inside. Like that guy at a barbecue yeah. would be like the star <laughs> of the fucking show. Like yeah, who wouldn't yeah, want to yeah. hang out with that guy? <laughs> yeah, he's a cool cat, man. I was uh, definitely uh, like watching him do formation, like because he would be have like you know two hundred troops in front of him, no fucking microphone, little ass dude, cigar in his mouth. Yeah, like my dad was like five foot four. Yeah, and he's just like walking. Oh, yeah, we would get along. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And also sticking with that Al Pacino thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That guy's yeah. tiny. He's like yeah. four three. Al Pacino. Not yeah, a lot yeah. of people know that. Little dude. Very little dude. And so, uh, yeah, he would just like pace back and forth in front of the people, just you know, shout on top of his lungs. I think this weekend, that's what we need to go do. Blah blah blah. <laughs> it was like he was like shooting a wrestling promo and shit. Like Fantastic. so, I'd, I'd watch that. And, like I, the personality, I, I, a lot of personality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See where big, you kind of get it from now. Yeah, it's a big personality. Because you dad. got a lot of personality. You get told that a lot, or I, I do get told that. You just know that you are. I, I well, a lot of times people are like, "Hey, be quiet," which I take as like, "Hey, you got a lot of personality." <laughs> right, right, right. I can't. It's like I remember the first time I think I met you officially was like outside of Cap. Yeah, after yeah, yeah. FP, and you were just like you were like bopping around. You were bopping around <laughs> I bop, from. I got a bop. You bop. You bop around and i was like oh, i like this guy it reminds me of uh, the northeast a lot yeah yeah, yeah which yeah, is yeah. why the italian thing and then yeah. i found out your last name was soroyes and i'm like the fuck but uh <laughs> yeah man very very affable fella yeah oh are. thanks man i, I just I'm always, i don't know I, uh, i'm always in a good mood kind of i don't know like i'm not saying enjoying I'm, life i'm not always i mean obviously but like i well i saw you at work the other day so yes i know that that's not always the case <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah i mean so 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 the the rap thing so obviously there's an influence there and your yeah. dad is sort of probably introducing uh, all that to you yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously yeah. it's very prevalent in the culture yeah but. So it was like I, I could come home and listen to it and not have to deal with that like what the fuck are you listening to like yeah. he was completely like I, he, he liked it so. what were the uh, the first albums or artists that you sort of bought on your own or, or came around to on your own the first CD I ever bought or well, the first artist I ever came around to on my own that would definitely be Warren G okay yeah I, I yeah. just like I lived in El Paso at the time which is like Texas but it's like you know like uh, well West Coast rap was big of the whole fucking country at yeah I was point. gonna say that's uh yeah. that's not an answer i'm used to hearing yeah. because i grew up on the east and yeah, yeah, yeah 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 and so yeah i was warren g i fucking uh dre yeah yeah dre like all the all the west coast guys snoop mm-hmm. uh corrupt uh my sister's really big into rap too and she was all in like like underground shit and so like i yeah here's some cool shit and uh i i remember i loved warren g just to the whole like regulators was my fucking like, that's yeah that, still a great I, song yeah one of my favorite songs up. of all time and uh and fucking uh that and um Montel Jordan, this is how we do it. Mm. Me and my sister love that shit because uh, in, the, in the song, he goes, when he's like, the party's here on the west side. My family knew this rich-ass lady that lived on the, the west side of El Paso. Yeah. And she was, uh, they knew her parents initially, and then she was like a few years younger than my mom, but they started hanging out, and uh, she was rich as fuck. Like, her husband like was like, her husband's dad was like the one of the, in the top 10 richest guys in Texas and they had yeah. a house in west side of El Paso yeah. on Broadmoor Avenue. Curious what the Warren G connection is here. Well, oh, but we would always, <laughs> we'd be going to this lady's house and it oh. would be like, the parties here on the west side, that's nice. for the Montel Jordan and uh, that shit was like, we just thought that was so fucking cool. Yeah. We on the west side of El Paso. We lived in the northeast, which is like a shit show. And then we would go to hang out for the day on the west side and be in the car like little ratchet ass kids yeah. just like, parties here on the west side. Just extremely happy. That's a fun song. This is how we do it. Yeah. That, that one and, uh, uh, that one and uh, Return of the Max seem to be oh. these 
these two 90s one hit wonders that everybody Dude, refuses to let go of. I think Return of the Mac uh, by fucking Mark Morris and they should blast that into fucking space so aliens will think we're cool song. and want to hang out with us like I, I yeah. love that song I knew a guy a comedian back in New York very funny his name's Matt Wayne and he fucking swears by that song he refuses to be anywhere having a good time unless that song is on the ready like it needs to be played <laughs> we were at I remember we were at like somebody's birthday party once at like a bar in New York and there was a DJ and he was playing he you know the DJ was advertising 90s hip hop yeah. and, and R&B jams and I remember Matt goes up to him and it's just like hey man you gotta play Return of the Mac you yeah. gotta play Return <laughs> of the Mac and then the DJ's like shrugging him off and stuff like an hour later that song still hadn't come on and Matt Wayne's like now cursing him out and shit like he was so pissed off it was fucking hilarious but that uh, song and this is how we do it and yeah. um yeah, those those were yeah those were big like that that uh, era of hip hop, and then uh and then like Gangsta's Paradise came out and then like oh yeah Coolio. that was a, that was a big one yeah Coolio mm-hmm. uh fucking slide slide slippity slide I was under the shit like yeah and then I, I yeah that was and then the first album I ever bought with my own money was um uh the soundtrack to Bad Boys okay and it had it had Warren G on it and it had some fucking uh who else did it have on there I just remember the Warren G song yeah. 11 10 70 that was my intro but now i'm getting dough i'm rolling in six foe which is good for him yeah yeah (laughs) it's interesting because like you know you you hear about the east coast west coast thing that was happening like in the mid to late 90s yeah and a lot of people sort of dismiss it as sort of like oh that was conjured and but it was a very real thing like all these artists that you're listing that you were getting into at this age i was i was uh, almost the opposite i was like on the other side of the the, the, the wall here i I did like i did like biggie and then later on wu-tang those were like my, my east coast like wu-tang i mean after i i got through like the the pop hip-hop phase with like hammer and all that shit yeah 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 wu-tang because i'm from staten island too, yeah they were the fuck like nobody had heard something like that oh before, yeah yeah and yeah we all like we we were in we yeah. were all in like here take all my money yeah. i'm with you guys now <laughs> yeah 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 and uh it's just interesting to hear like how things were happening on the other side of the country because yeah. you guys were getting into the warren g stuff yeah which yeah. we knew about we liked it yeah yeah it, it, it was funny i just didn't get exposed to it when i moved up to Connecticut uh, for three years. Uh, I lived up there for three years in New England and shit. Yeah, uh, I just remember and that was like as an adult. I remember like just the music they hadn't gotten into that was like a staple down in Texas. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, you guys don't listen to that, no. Like yeah. you guys, like they would listen like Dipset, which like I like Dipset, but Dipset was also kind of like almost comically East Coast to Texas. Like oh, okay. like if we were like stare like making fun of us uh, like a stereotypical New York rapper, like yo y'all heard that Cameron, y'all heard that right. Hellrell, sure. And we yeah. were just that was like a joke to us kind of, and I got. Yeah. There. I was like, "Oh, you guys are sincerely bumping the shit out of this." I, yeah. I mean, I like it, but it was just kind of funny. Like, well, like I was, I think I was in college when Cameron and all that shit started yeah, coming yeah. out, and 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 uh, you know, hip hop. I fell way off the map. Like, okay. I I was out after yeah, yeah. once. Like, I think like you know, Jay Z sort of the, the two doofuses died. They got shot, and then uh, fucking Eminem came out, and everybody was you know jizzing in their pants about that. That was a big thing for me. Was Eminem? Yeah, I mean, for everybody, Jay Z yeah. was huge, and then like after that, there just seemed to be this void that I could not fill with anything yeah. that was out i mean kanye started releasing his shit and he was known as a producer yeah but uh it wasn't until like 2012 or 2013 where back I, in. I started coming back around yeah the void that you're talking about i filled that with uh with texas hip-hop that was when oh. i got into like texas shit like i'd always been a big fan of outcast uh, yeah. so i was like i had like i knew the southern shit but then like the southern I, shit was getting huge in that y- the yeah, aughts right yeah, yeah like, exactly the aughts, yeah the when, when it was blowing up yeah yeah and uh getting that, crunk and all that yeah stuff. yeah yeah like and in, in houston there was like a fucking little known movement. fact I, I still like to get crunk <laughs> 
but that's you know it's a I'll, I still say we like we said it so prevalently as a regular slang word like hey, uh, you see that new Superman yeah that shit's crunk yeah and like we would say that all the time and so like now it's like it's one of those words like I still haven't let go of like I'll be like just yeah. talking to somebody here in Austin they'll be like have you seen this film I'm like yeah it's pretty crunk pretty crunk like, yeah <laughs> right now they, yeah, they thumb their nose but just wait wait until like five years when people are ironically saying it again oh it's bad yeah yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, like I like saying YOLO ironically now yeah. and that's only been like two years but like wait till everybody's using crunk like yeah. to make fun of older people oh yeah and then yeah, it's just yeah, like yeah. oh shit yeah Fuck I grew you, up with yeah. that yeah I, what did I what have I brought back that I, I just I brought back saying it ironically at first tight I say tight all the time like, tight's tight, a good one yeah tight, dope came back yeah 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 that shocked me I was like why is everybody saying this again in many ways it never left yeah right never say something come back I always think of from Austin Powers when fucking Clint Howard turns around he's like yeah the big boy is back and Clint Howard's like well in many ways it never left right 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 right, right. well death never came back yeah no, and no. fat never came back no that that took a fucking hike that took a huge hike and well, I, you know like people's feelings are on the line there you, you know you're like hey that's a, that's fat you're like what the fuck one. yeah yeah it's, it's a tough one to, to get to, yeah i right. imagine that was part of the pushback i would think probably yeah right because like you can't just be like yeah that's just fat like what yeah. like, you gotta then you gotta explain no ph yeah there was a uh i was a money talks with chris tucker and charlie sheen yeah was but, probably the first time that like i'm sure like that like that joke had been like tossed around in conversation but that was like when some silver screenwriter was like let me take this tired ass premise and throw yeah. it in a movie for the first time i, I remember that yeah, too yeah, like yeah. by the time that the, by the time they were saying that in that movie it yeah, had already it was, been around yeah. and it's just like really we're revisiting this fucking yeah. well of water yeah. i thought it was poisoned a long time ago let's seal this fucking thing up uh right any movie where charlie sheen is entertaining a, a yeah. the idea of the phrase fat if charlie sheen's in a movie just get the fuck out of there like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know young guns oh yeah i guess after, after a certain time there was now yeah. like if somebody was like oh charlie sheen's in this movie i'd be like i'm, I'm not i'm, nah, still I'm not, not seeing that nah. <laughs> well uh what 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 is charlie sheen's best movie the arrival the Arrival? I would say critically probably his best one. I liked it as a kid. I can't. I'm trying to even think of Charlie Sheen movies right now. I know he there was, was in... Well, all the Hot Shots are funny as fuck. I mean, like... Oh, Hot Shots was funny. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Hot Shots, Major League. He was in Ferris Bueller. Ah, oh, Major League. Yeah, yeah. He all was, right. Yeah, he was in, in, in like... But like... Um, Later on, I guess, uh, fucking, I, I like the arrival. It was it was a sci fi movie with like, aliens and shit. Yeah, I haven't. Well, I know there, it. there's one. Out, there's one now called Arrival. Yeah, but then there's also one called The Arrival. The Arrival. That's okay. with Charlie Sheen, and I, I I liked it. I thought it was cool as a kid. You were into it. Yep. Uh, well, so okay, let's bring it back to the hip hop thing. That's a very uh, very interesting sort of topic to uh, oh, yeah. you know uh, spin our wheels on. Yeah. What? Uh, so you started performing when? Let's see. Uh, I started like. It's pretty much uh, like, per, like when you say performing, like actually like getting going on stage and performing, like like when did you decide to? When did you tell yourself like I'm gonna go fucking be a, an MC now? Oh, like ninth grade. Oh, all right. Yeah, it was yeah. really early on. It was oh, like that's I, amazing. I'm picturing you right now with like spiked hair. Uh, I definitely had bleach blonde at one point, <laughs> yeah, twice yeah. in high school. I tips, bleached my hair. Frosted tips, like sugar. Uh, no, I never, I never got down on that, but. Right. Uh, I I just started like I I I got I always liked rap, and then like I would. Uh, write raps with my homeboys and shit as a little kid I, I talked about this on one of the, on the Chris's Tell Us podcast but I uh uh, I would never heard of him. Oh yeah. <laughs> never heard of the guy. Uh, when, when, uh, Amish paradise came out, yeah. uh, weird Al. Sure. I wrote a parody of gangsters paradise called edible paradise. I was a fat kid. It was all yeah. food references. Ah, and shit. Yeah. And I was like rapping it in like in the, in like the, the lunchroom and shit and yeah. like, getting laughs. Weird Al had done that already uh, yeah, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like here's what weird. I'll never made a song about food. food right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, you're really tapping into something yeah, original. Yeah, yeah. But like, and I was like fifth grade and like, so then like as time went on, like, Oh, well for a fifth grader, that's kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool yeah uh that was like like kid shit and like i got like 
I, I got started listening to Eminem and I was like, oh, you can really play with words like this. I've always been a big word guy. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you can play with words like that. And I started writing and then for like a year, I was just knock off ass Eminem, like, you know, raw, rap you and stab you and laugh that. Yeah. And then I started like listening to like, I started actually hanging out with people that freestyled in Texas. Yeah. And there's like more of that, that slow Texas kid. It's like, man, hold up. I done came down so I can pat about a bat. It was like, very easier. bass heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so like, I, I started like hanging out with dudes that rap that way and I still kind of had my style. And then I just started like really getting into it like 10th and 11th and 12th grade. And like, yeah. I was like, I wasn't recording, but I was like known in school. Like, yo, Pat can rap. And like, yeah. I would like go and fucking like, and, and, and like, I, I like, yo, this, Pat can rap. Yeah, Pat can Should rap. be the name of your album. Yeah. And I, li- yeah, I lived in like, you know, where I lived that was like, if Copper's Cove, Texas has a hood, it's definitely Washington Street, like the north side, yeah, like over sure. there. And so like, I like knew all like these like actual like bad kids and shit. Like, right. it, it would hang out and rap describe, with them on, des- on porches and shit. Like, describe what's so hood like about it. Uh, just a lot of drugs. Uh, oh, okay. A lot of like drug addicts, a lot of small ass <laughs> houses that like from my mom's block, for example. Like, yeah. There's like uh like uh, madhouses that are abandoned and it's like these old like, oh, all right they were military barracks in the 40s and they literally picked them up and moved them off of fort hood and dropped them over here yeah so it's like two I'm, two bedroom houses with like no you know chain link fences like cars in the yard fucking like tarps over broken oh, down okay. shit. yeah this like, is uh yeah like pit yeah. bulls chain link fences like fucking like yeah. crackheads walking around the street and yeah shit. yeah like, okay yeah so I was, it was, for, I, I, the only reason why i laughed is because i just I yo, felt no like, no yeah i felt course. like you're gonna you're gonna describe like a like a corner store with yeah, like yeah. newport fucking ads in the window no, and no, shit like that and yeah. i'm just like what makes this place hood yeah no it's like like a, uh, a lot of drug addicts and like a lot of fucking like uh just petty crime and just so like, from an economical yeah economical, yeah, ec- yeah economically depressed yeah. over there all right well i'm an asshole i thought yeah, that no, was no funny yeah. here, here we are fucking <laughs> you know trying to trash the fucking poor yeah no so there's like that it's like i just i and so i like i don't know i felt like i had all the ingredients like i fucking had my i had my street credit score was good you know yeah. like and i could actually rap and then street. like i fucking met up with my homeboys uh uh the ugs these guys yeah. from uh from the mexico Uggs? yeah the the uggs the uh, untouchable <laughs> gangsters this, oh uh, hell yeah all right yeah it's it's these uh uh my homeboys from uh, New Mexico. They're from Clovis, New Mexico, which yeah. is like a, like one of those cities that you don't either know of, but then you get there and you're like, "That's hood is fucking Clovis." Like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like crazy. And so they moved down to to Clean Texas or Copper's Cove uh, because one of their sisters met a GI, and they all made the trip down there. And I worked at Dairy Queen with this kid named Shake. Well, I knew him as Mark. Yeah. And then one night after work, we smoked a blunt, and uh, I was like talking, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm from Clovis, and my guitarist and my band. I was also in a metal band at this point. Yeah. And my well, naturally. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. It's the late 90s. Yeah, you, know, you got you got you got to like, be an MC. Yeah, you got to be like in a metal 2004. band. 2004. It was like 2004. Oh, all right. So like, so you were just like you know exhaustingly out of touch. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was all over the place, man. I was a fucking I was a complex character. Yeah, man. I was yeah. Like, I was rapping. I was in a fucking hardcore band, and uh, we we I met my guitarist was from there. So I said, oh, that's where my guitarist is from. So me and this guy kind of hit it off, and I went to his house one night after work to smoke, and his brothers G and Dre uh, were there, and like I fucking met these guys, and they were already recording music. And yeah. like had like equipment and they rapped and we just like hit it off. They're like still like my lifelong friends. And yeah. like that was like, so we were cranking out just, you know, what was the name of the band? Oh, uh, well my band's name was one fine line. Okay. And then, uh, the, their like label shit was, was it called- spelled one fine line or was it like number one? Uh, F Y N E. It was O N E. O N E. O N E. F I N E L I N E dot net. That's what I used to say on my stage. I'm like, go to one fine line dot net. That's O N E. F I N E L I N E dot net. Yeah. It's amazing. Dude, you should do like a, not a one man show, but like a parody concert where like, you get all fucking dressed up in jankos and wallet chains and yeah. shit. Well, that's the thing about like, our like band. The, fir- the first act is like you fucking <laughs> rapping. The second act is like you with a band or some shit. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just brainstorming here. What was cool about the band was that like we, we played hardcore like like you know uh, it was, if, the distinction between metal and hardcore I guess there's like no 
there's like no effects or like you know it's like blues chords like metal kind of like yeah hardcore is a lot, a lot of like raw ass a lot like of crunch like yeah a lot of crunch there yeah exactly all screaming vocals and shit yeah exactly yeah and so we did that but like we all listen to like texas rap that's like all we pretty much listen to so you always have like a dope ass beat and like you know i'd be on stage like starched jean shorts and like white ass air force ones and like a blue fucking polo shirt and shit yeah that's like, amazing yeah that, that was we had a, a, a odd style people you like can't it, escape but. marketing yeah it's like it's just gonna get you it's gonna find you no matter where you are no matter what you're into yeah, yeah. it's gonna find you so very that, cool so that was like yeah that was like up and that was like from like 2002 and 2003 when i was still in high school i graduated in 03 and then like that was like my life from like 03 into 08 yeah and then i moved to connecticut okay and then you came back here and you started the uh, the comedy uh, group yeah, yeah. Then we started the the rap comedy group. Me and Lane. Uh, that just you know kind of he he rapped. I rapped, and we like we tried it out at a few shows. Bob Kazravi's mission mission storytelling show is actually where it got started. Oh yeah, okay. And then uh, you know we linked up, and that was that. You good at uh, freestyling? I am. Would you want to freestyle now? I'll freestyle because Ethan, you got the drum machine, right? Is that all hooked up? Can we do something? It's not hooked up right now. It's not hooked uh, up. Well, I guess I'm gonna have to provide a beat for you. <laughs> beat. What's yeah? You can get a beat going. Yeah. Well, we don't have to pause the recording. We could just uh, let the listener in on everything. How long is this going to take? Uh, just need to plug it in. And get it All right. Well, we, we, we could talk while that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, Ethan's going to set some stuff up and then we'll get you. I would provide a beatbox for you, but, you know, I don't. Uh, we could, we could, I could try to do. You want to try doing that instead? All right. Let's, let's do it, man. I'm down for whatever. All right. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. <clears throat> this is Patrick Sorice. What's your MC name? Uh, when I was younger, it was just uh, it was Peasy. Like people still call me peasy like that's yeah like yeah. easy peasy easy pe- easy peasy lemon squeezy I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I just like uh I, I always call me which is peasy it's just uh like I, I have like friends and like even in comedy there's still a few people who's like who still call me like just peasy when i first went to town like yeah i don't know like that's what people who know me outside of comedy called me and it bled into comedy a little bit like yeah uh bk o'grady probably the is the funniest one i just want to see him like it's been like five years now i've done him he's like hey what's up peasy it's like bko I'm like what's up well that's also your twitter twitter handle <laughs> yeah, too yeah, right yeah that's, no, that's right i forgot how it would live yeah. peasy all right here we go ready <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> you just do your best okay okay here we go <clears throat> Okay. All right. Yo. Beat go with Ryan. Freestyle and trying. Over the beat, if I fall off, I'm crying. I don't give a damn. I'm every time I die listening to hardcore music, eating a rye sandwich. God damn it. Fuck the whole planet while I bump Janet. Jackson in the whip, acting on the strip. And I don't give a fuck. Get smacked with your chick while you standing. Everybody want to walk. I don't give a goddamn. Leave chalk on that sidewalk. And uh, if you talk, you can get gawked at by the motherfucking flock. <laughs> talk about flock of the seagulls. I don't give a damn dope like an arm with a needle. It's the boy peasy arm and hammer looking evil on the motherfucking beat. MCs look feeble when they step. Better get your rep. Knock the fuck out because your ass next. Uh, I cash checks and uh, I will stretch uh, your uh, ass out and uh, I pass out into cash out. I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was, that was good. I like that. All off the top of the dome, right? Yeah. If that, is that the correct hip hop yeah, yeah. terminology? Off the dome. Off the dome. So uh, I don't know where we're at in time. How are we doing? Oh, all right. We're good. I don't know why I keep doing that, lifting the curtain back behind the wizard on this show. But, uh, 
so so a lot a big thing that's going on uh, Facebook right now is everybody's doing their ten. Yeah. albums that influenced them as a team which by the way we know a lot of you are lying all right yeah. not everybody was this fucking cool yeah, in right. high school yeah. everybody's like radiohead yeah. and uh nirvana like everybody's thinking that they were in yeah. on the ground floor before one of those Olga. 37 albums prince dropped nobody gave a fuck about them. Right. like no yeah. i was actually into that well, no i was into that i was 14 i knew shit before anyone else it's like you know i get it like these are albums that are influenced you but yeah. surely there was one shitty one in there that oh, everybody yeah, yeah, loved yeah, yeah, like yeah, green yeah. jelly or some shit yeah. but uh uh, so so you don't have to do 10 but what are some of the albums uh from your era or what are the, what are some of the albums yeah. that really influenced you um i would definitely say uh the 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 first three eminem albums were uh, uh had a big impact on me yeah. uh so like um, what's that guy doing now by the way he's, he's still, still putting out music still putting out music uh, yeah yeah i mean like it's uh like, he seems kind of sad yeah well, he's never he been a happy like, guy you know no, yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but, uh, said, but i mean even more so now yeah he uh i don't know like he releases some shit where i'm just like I feel sometimes an artist will get that thing where they get their head stuck up the ass of their own style. Yeah. Where they just like, they, they sound so much like themselves. It's annoying. It's yeah. like, and they're not trying anything new. Right. Uh, right. He went through well, a you got to evolve as an artist. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he went through that cycle for a while when he found this new rhyme scheme shit that he liked where he was just like throwing his mini fucking words together. Yeah. But I've heard some newer stuff that like seems uh, like a little more like raw and relaxed. Is he talking about, cause you know, like Bob Dylan, I'm a huge Bob Dylan guy and, and, and uh, he kind of go, he went through phases according to where he was in life and so obviously yeah. now as an older guy, he's talking about death and all that shit. Is Eminem doing something similar? He, is he talking about middle age shit? Uh, he talks about, I guess, like, middle age shit in relation. Like Haley's a teenager now and she's fucking dudes and stuff. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I, I haven't heard that song yet, but uh, yeah. I know he talks about like his relation <laughs> to like the like which I think hip hop is a weird genre in the fact that you can write a whole song about your place within the genre. Yeah, like which I don't think any other genre has that. No, like I never hear a country artist talk about like the game and shit. You know, like right. you know, just being out here in the fucking mix, buddy. I'm like, but I, I, was there was there a, 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 a but did any like heavy metal bands do that? Or like glam bands, I feel like they would be the ones that would, I, you know, I don't pull some shit like that. Maybe like 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 there might be like there might be examples of music where you could find like a fucking '80s hair metal band that like they have a song where it was just like an exclamation yeah. of how fucking badass they were. Right, right. But right. like I, I feel that like it's it's hip uh, hop's boast. They like the boast. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. boast, and like it's a big part of like because it's such a competitive uh, genre as far as like the skill behind it is yeah. like suppose the, the sharpness of your wit and your mind. Yeah, and so like you know that's something a lot of people hold personal to them and dear. So if you are in that for a long time yeah. and other people start coming in, yeah, and you have to be like, no, I'm still sharp and clever. As fuck too right. so like that has like this you know it's just, it's you, weird you, so. you literally just explained why like no mc like past the age of 35 can get it done anymore because like they're yeah. just not as fucking witty and clever at that age yeah yeah you got to still be hungry with this shit and like yeah. the, i think the people who still do it are the ones we still listen to like you know i i still listen to fucking jay-z i still listen to eminem i'll still sure. listen to new stuff they put out so yeah to be those guys the new uh, tribe one i'm not a big fan of but you know we don't have to make this negative yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so i guess like the Eminem albums were big ones for me um yeah. uh, the jay-z's the blueprint yeah. uh in high school had a big impact I'm so on you me. haven't mentioned tupac yet i'm very i'm surprised by i that. like tupac but it didn't have an impact on my teenage years okay. uh like i um i listened to tupac like in like the 90s my sister would listen to it her friends they all liked it and like me and my friends would sit around and listen to the albums but like I was younger and yeah. so like I, I I know all the fucking songs but at the same time like they didn't like 
when Speak I was in, to you. by the time I was in high school, that, that was already passe. Like yeah. it was like Tupac was already kind of like. So you you appreciated it only after revisiting it. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I appreciated it at the time, but like when I was in high school, it wasn't like man. I, I, when I look back and think about like man, I remember we were all hanging out and it would just be me and my friends bumping Tupac, smoking weed. Like right. it was like Tupac was already old school. I mean, I started high school in ninety nine. You know, oh, okay, so yeah. Tupac was already, was already dead, dead by the time I started. It was already high decomposing. Yeah, <laughs> or hiding or in, in Jamaica. Cuba. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 exactly. <laughs> oh, also one of my favorite lines of all time was Eminem he's like it's so complex how he rhymes it but then he ends up with saying hip-hop ain't been the same since tupac moved to cuba on us <laughs> it's like, he's something like dropping a tuba on us hip-hop ain't yeah. been the same since anyways but you uh, think tupac is shitting bricks now now that the embargo has been lifted and all the americans are gonna go there you gonna find him out he's definitely investing in fucking glasses with noses on him. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> now he just looks like shock g from fucking uh, uh humpty hump yeah, <laughs> yeah. or uh, digital underground yeah but yeah. uh so yeah, th- that was a big one. Uh, I also liked um, System of a Down. I really liked a lot. And, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, Slipknot, the first album. I love the first Slipknot album. And yeah, uh, you know, a lot of people like to trash some of that music now. Yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. That, that 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 new metal, as it was called yeah, at the time. Yeah, yeah. Some of it is pretty fucking fun. Yeah, exactly. I'm not like, gonna give it the you know the credit yeah. that Mozart got when he was around, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I'd say it's good stuff. Their second album, Iowa, Iowa, which when I was a kid I loved, but uh, now that I'm older, I realized that was like the shit ass album. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, self titled Slipknot was really good. Yeah. Uh, that came out in our hometown and it was sold at Walmart which has un- does not have uncensored music right? and that was the only place to buy CDs and my friend went and bought it anyways even thinking it was going to be uncensored and it wasn't Oh, so it like spread like wildfire among like all of our friends who were like 13 in ninth grade Oh yeah, we all just like went down to the fucking uh, Walmart and bought our Slipknot albums that That's, were uncensored how did that fall through the cracks I, I'm the Walmart because, people because they're listening to it it's like I can't make heads or tails of this these guys are wearing costumes what the fuck is happening here just put it on the shelf yeah, <laughs> they like they knew you'd find it too. Yeah. Like oh, some kid will find it and yeah, tell all his friends. But uh, so there was that. Um, I also liked uh, "Get Your Mind Correct" is an album from uh, Paul Wall and Chameleonaire when they were a duo. Uh, yeah, that's what I said about like, the whole like, regional Houston shit. Paul like, Wall, Paul Wall, yeah. yeah. Paul Wall and Chameleonaire uh, originally debuted as a kind of a duo. Yeah, uh, well, actually, they were part of a whole group called Color Changing Click, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a subsidiary of Swisher House. I'm okay, sure you, you might have heard of Swisher House. Oh, I know all about Swisher okay, House. All right, cool. But I, I pr- practically invented it. <laughs> I know. Um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of the Swisher House. Kidding me? I got a lunchbox at home. Swisher House. It's on there, fucking plain and simple, baby. Yeah, well, that was like. Who that, do you think you're talking to right now? Yeah, yeah. I wrote the book on Swisher House. Come on. <laughs> Act like I didn't grow up in Houston. Either. That's right. H Town. I call it H Town. Yeah. Me and the locals call it H. Me and the locals. Little but, uh, thing we came up with. Yeah. Completely independent of anything else you've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was like that was like the last two years of high school is when I really started getting into like uh, like Texas hip hop. Yeah, and um, that was like get your mind correct. Uh, even though the album was years old at this point, UGK uh, fucking um, fuck mm. <laughs> yeah 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 brain yeah, fart yeah 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 very UGK, cool uh, well, riding dirty UGK riding dirty that's one of my fucking favorite albums of all time yeah uh, fucking Devin the dude is um Devin the dude is one of my favorite artists I love the ever. name yeah he's the shit yeah he uh, has uh, he has an album called waiting to inhale can you can we like can can people find this stuff yeah, like, yeah, is yeah, it yeah, obscure yeah, or is uh, it it's out there Devin the dude is probably the most obscure person I mentioned uh UGK and then like the the get your mind correct uh period of uh fucking uh, paul wall chameleonaire that's like yeah. if you were in texas that was all over the fucking place okay all right this, so the, this is very texas centric stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. it was it was the celebration of uh of that era yeah in, doesn't in it texas. suck that that kind of notion is gone now that anything could be sort of locally yeah sort the, of- the, yeah it doesn't have that but one thing i will and I, i'm probably just biased but like i think texas uh like are you familiar with pipsy 
Have you heard of Pimp uh, C? Pimp C was Kid Rock's fucking dude, right? False. That was Joe C. Oh, my bad. All right. I get them confused. Pimps uh, and Joes, you know. Yeah, Pimp C and Bud B were the members that made up UGK. Okay. And Pimp C passed away, but like UGK is so fucking like... I don't think anywhere else regionally has a connection to a group or an act like that that yeah. Texas does to those guys. It was like big. Yeah. And so when Pimpsey died, that was like a huge fucking like that was a big goddamn deal. And there's such a reverence for like that old school, um, the old school Houston like uh, motif and like the fucking the shit that they did. Like the, all the songs were about sipping lean and yeah. driving in big ass cars with crazy paint jobs and yeah. huge rims and always having a gun and having TV screens in your whip. And just like this yeah. like idea of like Texas car culture and Texas street culture yeah, resonated was so, yeah, so big. And I feel it sounds so reverent that when even I hear new artists from Houston who are like 19, 20 year old kids, yeah. they still like, you watch like these mumblecore guys, like young dram and fucking like, uh, like little yachty and shit. Yeah. Those dudes like, openly shit on all the music that came before them. Yeah. But when you get the, their guys at their age out of Texas and out of Houston, there's still this solid reverence for like, this is how it was. They this is how they it. did it. Yeah. And the predecessors. Well, where, where are those, where are I, those guys from? Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut oh, you they're off. From, they're from Port Arthur, Texas, but they're, no, no, I mean like Lil Yachty and those oh, guys. They're all from like Atlanta, just various like, oh, parts right. of the fucking, uh, about the country. But within Texas, there's like this, like, like reverence that all that shit's held in. Yeah. Like, and to the point where like, if you were to be a young artist and speak, disrespectfully of those previous artists in Texas, yeah. I feel you'd shut off your entire fan base because like huh. that's like they have such a connection to those artists in that yeah. time period of the music. It's it's well, very it's, it's, nice it's, it's unique, it's, I think, to Texas. I think so. It's nice as being preserved too. It's very yeah, similar yeah, to country yeah. music. You yeah, know, exactly. get, you I've know. always said country and rap are the exact same fucking thing. They're parallels, but they're yeah. not the same. They don't intersect. Different sides of the same coin, maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well so uh we're gonna wrap this up, but um Vanilla Presley is the name of your group. Yeah and is there Presley. is there an EP out there? Is there plans for it's one? coming yeah we uh we we just got all of our shit back from the uh the producer basically and uh we're getting everything uh kind of snipped up and put together we're gonna have any you got stuff on youtube and stuff. we do you can go to uh just go to vanillapresley.com it'll link you all of our yeah to all of our shit you can uh watch our videos and watch our live shows yeah i don't want to brag but i got people outside of austin listening to this podcast i'd love to expose them to your music that's what i would love for them to watch uh, yeah and listen to vanillapresley.com yeah so go check out uh patrick's hip-hop group peasy Peasy. I'm going to call you Peasy from now on. Yeah, please I'm going to call you Peasy Pacino. Peasy Pacino. We'll see, we, we'll see if that picks that's up. That's like my AKA, like four names down on my rap name. That's like, right. Like, it's Peasy, AKA Young Peasy, Peasy AKA Peasy, Peasy Pacino. <laughs> <laughs> that's like your big baby Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yours. Uh, Patrick, thank you so much for sitting in today. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Did you have a good time? I had a fucking blast. That's very important to me that I know you did. Yeah, yeah, I had fun. Got to treat the guests well. Yeah, and you, do, you, do, you did a great job, so thank well, you. thank you. I'm going to, that's going to inflating my head right now. I'm going to take that with me all day. Uh, appreciate you coming by and uh listen if you enjoy this show we are part of the body tape international podcast network so please spin by bodytapeintl.com and uh sample all of the shows in fact patrick you have a podcast getting started on the network very soon what's it called uh it's called lie cheat and steal all right so yeah. lie cheat and steal is coming soon uh and there's a, a whole roster of fantastic programming please Please, bodytapeintl.com, spin by, check it out, or give it a search on iTunes. And uh, if you enjoyed this show, drop us a line. Ryan has a podcast at gmail.com, and we will see you next week. See ya. All right. Ryan knows everything about millennials. International. Should be good.